The Island Digest is a sampling of the stories in this week's Journal of the San Juans, Islands Sounder, and Islands Weekly, which are on newsstands now. The November 1st edition is brought to you by Orcas Center. I'm Caleb Summers. Headlines from the week of November 1st, 2023. Orcas Vikings Volleyball is advancing into playoffs. Return to the Wild. Wolf Hollow releases rehabilitated seal pups. A dramatic Lopez overtime win. Plus, excerpts from the sheriff's log. First, from the island's sounder, Orcas Vikings Volleyball is advancing into playoffs. By Sienna Richardson. The Vikings Volleyball regular season ended with two 3-0 victories against Crosspoint Academy and Concrete on October 21st and 24th. The season concluded overall with 13-3. I feel really good about how the season ended. We really came together as a whole, said junior starter Alexandria Sanders. I inherited a program that had a strong foundation built by Rachel Wilson and her coaching staff, said coach Mallory Balcom. The varsity team already knew what it takes to be successful and what was expected of them. This season has been a whirlwind. We've been on the road a lot, have had some awesome experiences, and we've had to work through some highs and lows. I'm so proud of the hard work and dedication these players are putting into their season, being at practice every day, improving their skills, and being able to work together as a team. I'm looking forward to continuing that in the playoffs. The Vikings kicked off the playoff game against Lopez, taking the lead by three points. Fans watched breathlessly as the scoreboard favored each team in turn. We started out warming up, making little mistakes, said sophomore Sofia Mahoney-Joregi. After a close beginning, the Vikings won the first set 25-11. The playoff game concluded in three sets as the Vikings gained traction and got comfortable on the court. After winning a great first game, the Vikings are off to the district championships, going head-to-head with Mount Vernon Christian. Then we'll move into tri-districts. We'll host a tri-district playoff game on Tuesday, October 31st, and then play away on November 2nd. We hope the community comes to support, Balcom said. The Vikings volleyball team as a whole is quite skilled in teamwork and communication, all attributes essential for a winning team. As a coach, I strive for relationships of mutual respect. I try to be a stable, positive influence and support the players both on and off the court. The team set big goals for themselves, and I've done my best to teach them the volleyball skills they need and support them to achieve their goals. I also lean heavily on my assistant coaches. They are the best, Balcom said. From the Journal of the San Juan Islands, Return to the Wild Wolf Hollow Releases Rehabilitated Seal Pups by Heather Spaulding Five seal pups may not have realized it, but October 21st was to be their last morning in the Wolf Hollow Rehabilitation Pools. Skipper, Marble, Arctic, Nymph, and West Coast Lady had gained enough weight and showed they could hunt and feed for themselves, and it was now time for them to begin their new lives in the wild. One of the things we look for when releasing is behavioral factors, 
Whether or not they're diving to the bottom and scooping up fish, exhibiting self-feeding actions, putting on enough weight, Wolf Hollow Executive Director Chandra Stone explained. Once they reach that goal weight, we start doing blood draws to check and see if they truly are ready for release. Wolf Hollow is a local nonprofit whose mission is to promote the well-being of wildlife and their habitats through rehabilitation of injured and orphaned wildlife, public education, and non-invasive research. Approximately a dozen people quietly waited on the shoreline of Turn Point on San Juan Island for the pups to arrive on October 21st. Six of the individuals had won a release viewing during the nonprofit's fundraiser over the summer. Far out in the calm waters, several harbor seals poked their heads out for a look around. They each have their own personalities just like people, so it depends if they will be territorial, Stone said. Although there may be an aggressive territorial male, generally the seal pups find a group to hang out and stay with. Staff at Wolf Hollow know this because the seals they release are tagged on their flippers. Like getting one's ears pierced, it may hurt momentarily, then subsides. Wolf Hollow and Marine Mammal Stranding Network staff arrived with the seals and carried them in their transportation cages down to the shoreline. Once released, some pups will race out of the cages, ready to be wild, while others take their time, seemingly unsure about leaving their security. These pups neither raced nor lagged, but seemed to know exactly what to do, going forth into the sea. The cages were then propped upright, preventing the seals from attempting to return. They are used to fresh water in their pool, Stone told the group, so the buoyancy of the salt water may feel strange to them. Wolf Hollow has been rehabilitating and releasing seal pups since roughly 1985. That year, they only received two. The organization at that time was the only one in the area that had the capability to rehabilitate seal pups. After moving to a location with more space in 1986, they rehabilitated 20 pups. Other facilities have formed around the region since then, easing pressure off Wolf Hollow. When asked if San Juan County has a high number of seal pup strandings, Stone said, Anywhere there is a human, this is typical. Strandings usually occur because of negative human interaction. Boats are a big disruptor in seal behavior, causing mothers to separate from their pups. Should a person find a stranded seal or any marine mammal, call the San Juan County Marine Stranding Network at 1-800-562-8832. Do not touch the seal. Do not let your dog touch the seal. Do not take selfies with the seal, Stone said. Call the Stranding Network and they will check it out. They are field biologists. They know what they are doing. They will bring the animal to us and we can take it from there. When asked if seal pups had ever been brought in with wounds from dogs, Stone said some seals have had bite marks. Each seal has its own story. We can only make educated guesses based on what we see, she explained. Skipper arrived at Wolf Hollow in July at only four days old and weighing 17.2 pounds. His umbilical cord had been ripped off, leaving an open wound. He was thin, dehydrated, and weak. 
Skipper was treated with antibiotics for a potential umbilical cord infection and was gradually introduced to seal formula. After a few days, Skipper grew stronger and became active, blowing bubbles and chasing his tail. Marble was six days old when she arrived at Wolf Hollow in July. She weighed 14.3 pounds and was weak, emaciated, dehydrated, and hypoglycemic. She also had a small wound on her chin. She was given oral fluids to rehydrate and was treated for her conditions. After a few days, she became more active, rolling and splashing. Her alligator rolls made it difficult to tube-feed her. Arctic was first seen in July. At four days old, he weighed 18.6 pounds, was thin, cold, lethargic, and dehydrated. He also had a fresh umbilical cord. Arctic was warmed under a heat lamp, given fluids, and started on antibiotics to prevent an infection. By the third day, he was swimming and chasing his tail. Ten days later, his umbilical cord healed. Arctic then spent time swimming in a bigger tub with other seal pups. Nymph was seen toward the end of July, alone but active and swimming. A few days later, however, the Marine Stranding Network reported that her body condition had declined, and she was hauled out on a busy beach. Stranding Network staff brought her to Wolf Hollow. Nymph was seven days old, weighed 12.5 pounds, and was dehydrated with labored rapid breathing and heart rate. Nymph was also congested with small wounds on her flippers. She was given fluids to rehydrate, gradually introduced to high-fat seal formula, and started on antibiotics. Nymph was difficult to tube feed as she was wriggly and would bite the feeding tube. After a few days, she would take short swims but became cold and shivery. It took more than ten days before the wounds healed and she no longer needed antibiotics. She began swimming in a bigger tub and became more active after that. West Coast Lady arrived at the end of July. She was seven days old, weighed 14.3 pounds, and was thin and dehydrated with infected wounds on her back and flippers. Like Nymph, West Coast Lady was given fluids and a high-fat seal formula and started on antibiotics. Within a few days, she became increasingly energetic and started blowing bubbles. In less than a week, she gained nearly three pounds. As these five pups were treated, fed, and grew, barriers were installed to maintain a distance between caretakers and the pups. It's also why we don't have people out of the site, Stone explained. Not only would dependence on humans damage the transition back to the wild, but being accustomed to contact with people could be dangerous for both humans and the wild animals they treat, from seal pups to fawns and birds of prey. According to Stone, three to six different enclosures are needed to prepare an animal for release. The first area treats the animal, then muscle mass and muscle memory need to be built up, and then final preparations for their next journey are made. I want to thank the staff. They do the hard work, and most of it is unseen, Stone said. But that is the way it has to be. Stone gave special thanks to wildlife rehabilitators Penny Harner and Elizabeth Bukovec, and education coordinator Shona Aitken, saying those three are the bedrock of Wolf Hollow. The organization would not be able to do the work it does without them. 
A majority of us are women, so people have this idea we are these crazy ladies in the woods who like to help animals, Stone laughed. However, those animals are often injured and in need of care as a direct result of human activities, including being hit by cars, shot, or ingesting poisons and disrupted by boats, traffic, or noise. It takes more of us to be aware of our surroundings. Most of us aren't trying to harm animals. We just need to be aware of our impacts, she said. Skipper and friends remained in the calm bay, exploring the new sights and smells of their new home, first swimming close to the small crowd before going further and further into the Salish Sea. A short documentary clip, Pups, highlighting Wolf Hollow's seal pup releases, was featured during the Friday Harbor Film Festival at the end of October. To learn more about Wolf Hollow, visit wolfhollowwildlife.org. From the Islands Weekly, A Dramatic Lopez Overtime Win by Jean Helfman You couldn't ask for a better homecoming. The 4-4 Lobos, fresh from an overtime shootout win against LeConnor, hosted the 5-4 Coopville Wolves in what was predicted to be a close game. Lopez spoiled Coopville's homecoming last year, 3-0, but the Wolves turned around and knocked Lopez out of the playoffs in a tiebreaker. The rivalry continued October 17th, enjoyed by a ruckus homecoming crowd. As expected, the teams played evenly throughout the first half, Coopville finally scoring in the 34th minute, the ball soaring over keeper Jacob Sanford's head. Lopez opened the second half with a third-minute tying goal by Jacob Velasquez Velasco, a long shot over their keeper's head. The teams then traded attacks up and down the field, shots on goal just missing the mark or being stifled by both goalkeepers. With only five minutes left, Coopville scored on a corner kick, going up two to one, silencing the crowd. But less than a minute later, Velázquez Velasco took a cross from Rafa Velázquez and drove it low and past the Coopville keeper. Official time ended with the teams tied two apiece, sending play into a ten-minute overtime. The pace of play was nothing short of furious and it looked like things would be decided by always unpredictable penalty kicks. But Velázquez Velasco scored his third goal for the win just as time expired. The entire team swarmed the field in celebration. Coach Micah Krauschar described it as one of the best games I've ever seen them play. Jacob Sanford had some amazing saves, Henry Robles, Rowdy Sprine, and Oliver Rick played some of the best defense they've played yet. And Jacob Velasquez Velasco got a three-goal hat trick. I'm just so proud of all of them. And now, brief but choice excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. On October 18th, a Lopez deputy responded to a vandalism call after the interior of one of the public bathrooms in the village was egged. Management of the park is considering increasing security measures. On October 21st, a Lopez resident reported late-night hunting on a private road. The unknown hunter was trespassing and in violation of hunting laws. I would hate to be the officer on duty when that call came in. 
Hello, there's someone with a gun shooting it in the woods late at night. Could you go investigate? On October 22nd, on San Juan, a deputy responded to a report of a male jumping out of the bushes and intentionally breaking a vehicle's mirror and bending the antenna. The deputy located the individual and spoke with the victim, who did not wish to pursue the matter criminally. On October 24th, a deputy on San Juan took a report of vandalism to a portable toilet. It is not known who vandalized the toilet or how, and there are no workable leads or suspect information at this time. Now, if they don't know how the toilet was vandalized, how do they know that it was vandalized? On San Juan, a deputy responded to a report of a possible residential burglary. Nothing was missing or out of place in the residence. However, personal items were left behind. A report was completed. So there was a reverse burglary? Someone broke in and left something new for the owners? This seems like a new kind of crime that perhaps could only occur here in our lovely San Juan Islands. And with that, this concludes the November 1st edition of the Island Digest. This edition is brought to you by Orcus Center. Orcus Center is your place for fun and intrigue this fall with live concerts, performances, art openings, and more. To check out upcoming events and purchase tickets, visit orcuscenter.org. Thank you for listening to the Island Digest, a small sampling of what's in your local print newspapers this week. The journals, Sounder, and Weekly rely upon advertising, subscriptions, and donations to support our mission of high-quality community journalism. To contribute, visit our websites or email publisher Colleen Smith-Summers at csmith at soundpublishing.com. Thanks again for tuning in to the Island Digest. Come back next week for more local news from San Juan County, Washington. I'm Caleb Summers.